Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, now celebrating its 10th anniversary. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairytale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairytale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money-saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates 10 years of romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Katie Sconce about her ceremony at Destino Tower Plaza and her reception at Casitas Courtyard at Coronado Springs Resort. I thought you'd be interested to hear how she chose these locations and how she planned everything and how it all turned out. So welcome, Katie. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for being on the show today. I'd love to start at the very beginning and find out how you wanted to have your vow renewal at Disney. I mean, who doesn't want to have their vow renewal at Disney? So originally, we had been planning to get married closer to where we live. So I'm originally from New Jersey, and my husband Daniel's family is from Maryland. So we figured a good midpoint was Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and then COVID happened. And then we had an opportunity to rethink everything. And I was like, you know, this is my one shot to really get everything that I want for one day. So I'm just going to look and see what Disney might look like. And I had stumbled across your fairy tale wedding guide and I had been spending a lot of time on Disney Plus watching the Disney fairy tale wedding show. So I just took a look and it turned out that it was affordable for about the same price we planned to spend on a wedding up here. So I said, yeah, let's do it at the castle. <laughs> Thankfully he was open. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Now, how did your friends and family react when they found out where the vow renewal was going to be? Everyone was excited for me, but a lot of people just said straight up, you know, it wasn't going to work out for them to be able to attend. So, like, I kind of had to make peace with that in my heart before deciding to really move forward and do it. But everyone was very excited to have me live my princess fairy tale dream for a day. Oh, that's great. I'm so glad to hear that because sometimes you hear, especially with Disney weddings, that people aren't as supportive. Yeah, no, my, my family is a Disney family. His family is not a Disney family, but they were super supportive and along for the ride. That's wonderful. So how many guests did you invite and how many were able to be there? We invited about 130 people, but only about 45 showed up, you know, COVID life. Right. Right. Did you set up a room block for your guests? We did, yes. We chose Coronado Springs. We thought that that would be easy and effective for our guests. And it was great that it was a moderate level resort with deluxe amenities. So we all really had a great time there. We also booked all-star movies, which some of our guests took advantage of. And we booked like one room at the Great Wilderness Lodge. I think that's what it's called. Because my one of my really good friends, Sarah, she and her husband are very into the outdoors and nature, and I just thought it would be cool for them. But she was a bridesmaid, so she ended up choosing to stay at Coronado Springs, which is where the majority of our guests stayed. Got it. Now, how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? Daniel and I are both fairly traditional people, so we figured a Saturday afternoon made the most sense, and it would also work out well for our guests, so they wouldn't necessarily need to take a lot of time off from work. 
most of them. So we just decided, you know, that was what people were expecting. That's what we'll give them. And it worked out really well. Oh, good. Okay. How did you choose your ceremony and reception venues? You. (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, I did spend a lot of time perusing your guide. And I thought that Coronado Springs just had everything I was looking for. It had fun family atmosphere, but it wasn't too in your face Disney for, you know, the guests that didn't necessarily care that it was going to be at Disney World. It also, everyone wants the pictures in front of the castle and everything, but once I found out that you could just get those pictures, but you didn't have to spend that type of money, Coronado Springs was a no-brainer. It really made sense to be able to just have everything in one centralized location and have the ability to have our guests stay, play, drink, eat, hang out at the pool all together. Oh, that's a good point. Now, Destino Tower Plaza is interesting because you can choose to have the ceremony face the actual tower, which is what they showed, I think, on the show, on the TV show, or you can face the lake with the fountain. So how did you choose which way to go? Right. So I ended up choosing the lake instead of facing the tower because my husband's a fisherman. He's very into water. So even though it wasn't like the beach or an island. Um, I wanted there to be a little bit of that water for him. So that that was really the only reason. Oh, that's cool. And then I have seen some people balk at the idea of using Casitas Courtyard for an event because it's surrounded on so many sides by guest rooms. How did that work out for you guys? Sure. We didn't really notice people walking by. Nobody was hooting and hollering or doing anything distracting. And it did feel isolated enough for us and our guests. It was later in the evening, so it wasn't, you know, midday where everything's all bright and open to everybody. So I think having it in the evening with the night, (laughs) I think that that really helped. And our reception needed to end by 9 p.m. And that's so that we're not disrupting other people's vacations, not keeping them up, staying out too late with loud music. So that was the only thing that I think was different than what a typical wedding reception would be like, but we didn't find it obtrusive or annoying at all. We thought it was great. That's wonderful to hear. It's also set so far in from the rooms. I feel like, you know, there are a lot of other locations, the gazebo at the Yacht Club being one of them, where the rooms are a lot closer to the place where you're actually hanging out. Right. Yeah. It did feel like we weren't right in somebody's backyard. (laughs) It felt like it was a space reserved specifically for us. That's wonderful. Did you use any outside vendors for your event? We did use a few, yeah. We used an outside photography company called Olson Photography. They're based in Flagler Beach, Florida, and they were absolutely wonderful. All my friends and family are just raving about Paula and Layton and, you know, how just they were so excited for us and their energy was so palpable. It was like they were guests too. And then we used a videographer at their suggestion too. His name is Robert. And he has provided us with a little wedding video that I may or may not have watched like seven times the first day that I got it back. (laughs) Now, how did you choose your officiant? Oh, that's a really great story. So we ended up getting married in our living room in August of 2020 because of COVID. And, you know, we would have gone through the whole planning process of planning a real wedding and getting a real officiant. But we ended up deciding to get married pretty last minute. Basically, as soon as I got the marriage license in the mail, 
I said, okay, do you want to get married this weekend? Because it had been our original wedding date. And he said, okay. So I called my best friend and her husband. Her husband had gotten his officiating license a couple years before and had officiated like maybe one or two weddings prior. So I said, surprise, we're actually going to get married. You want to come down to Maryland for a couple days? And her husband ended up officiating our wedding. I had my matron of honor with me. And it was just a real quick, easy, natural fit. And the ceremony lasted about two minutes. So it was a no-brainer to use him again. He's also a huge Disney fan. So it was great to be able to have him officiating the happiest day of our lives in the happiest place on earth. That's wonderful. Did you add any kind of entertainment to your ceremony or your reception? We did. We had the violinist. He performed for us as our guests were arriving and he played us down the aisle. He also was a highlight. I think people really enjoyed having him there and hearing Disney standards as well as like contemporary music, just stuff that we wanted to hear. So that was great. We had the major domo. (laughs) We had told the best man that we were doing it, but he forgot. So he is looking around panicked, wondering where he put the rings. He said, no, I just gave them to the lady. She told me to give them to him. And so it was hilarious when our guests realized that, in fact, we knew exactly where the rings were. They were just being presented to us by Major Domo. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. And then did he go to the reception also? He did. He introduced us at the reception. And we had a DJ for the reception provided through Disney Entertainment. His name is DJ Kip. And he was wonderful. So he introduced the rest of our wedding party. But then Major Domo introduced Daniel and I for our first dance. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was cool. Now, do you have any menu items or cake flavors you would recommend from your reception? All of it, everything. (laughs) Um, I had a really hard time on my wedding day eating, which is amazing because I was already married. He wasn't going to leave me. Um, (laughs) So I'm really happy with everything that we ended up picking. I just wish that I would have been able to taste most of it. We did four separate cupcakes as our wedding cake, and we gave them all Disney names. So my favorite one that we ended up choosing. And I did get to taste those because we had come down to do a cake tasting in August. My favorite cake flavor combination was a churro cake with cream cheese frosting. That was excellent. I recommend that if anybody's not sure. It's just, you know, delicious cinnamon and creamy cream cheese. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) I'm salivating just thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, did you guys add a welcome party to your event? We had a rehearsal dinner for our families and our bridesmaids and groomsmen the night before at Terralina, and that was delicious and so much food. Oh my gosh. I highly recommend Terralina at Disney Springs if anybody's looking for a great place to host about 30 people. They did a great job. That's cool. Did you use their private room? We did. We were in the conservatory. That's wonderful. Any menus, items you'd recommend there? Mm, Yeah, they have an antipasto tower and it is so much food and it's everything you could want. And then they bring you pizza and then they bring you salad and then they bring you steak. But the antipasto tower start there. It was amazing. (laughs) So can you give my listeners a timeline of how the vow renewal day ran? We had a five o'clock ceremony, which means that my bridesmaids and I started getting ready at around 10 a.m. We did have outside makeup and hair 
come and help us get ready for the day. So from about 10 a.m. till about 3 p.m., we were getting ready. We had the groomsmen and our dad start getting ready at around 2. Photography started right as soon as, like, the hair and makeup was done. So around, like, 3, 3.30, they arranged us. We did some pre-wedding photos. So we did a first look with my dad and a first look with Daniel. That took maybe about a half hour. Then we did bridal portraits with, like, our close friends and family, couple portraits, just the two of us. We got a lot of those out of the way before our hair and makeup melted off of our bodies because it is Florida. <laughs> so that, you know, was from about 3.30 to like 4.30, 4.45. Then we went back in the lobby to wait for the ceremony to begin. Ceremony was about 5 to 5.20, 5.30. And then they shuffled us over to Casita's Courtyard, which is walking distance, which was wonderful because then I didn't have to spend money on transportation. Everyone could just go exactly where they needed to go and nobody had to worry about getting lost. So people did like a little bit of a happy hour for a couple minutes as we got a couple last minute family, friends, couple photos. Then we made our entrances to the reception. We did our first dance. We served dinner. Daniel and I snuck away and did a couple sunset photos which was really sweet and poor Paola was just stopping people on the bridge like wait 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 we almost got it we almost got it okay you can go so we tried not to be too disruptive but we did disrupt a couple people sometimes on their way into dinner we had the reception it lasted till around 9 p.m we didn't do a cake cutting since we had the cupcakes so we served those at like 7 30 or 8 and then we just had some dancing right up until the end of the night it was really wonderful Then we did an after party at Three Bridges, and most people ended up going to that. And Steve, the bartender, made my life. He did a whole introduction. Another couple had just gotten engaged earlier that night, so he asked us to share some words of wisdom. So it was nice to be able to connect with some other people getting ready to celebrate at Disney. That's also a great idea to do an after party if you do have a reception that has to end early due to where your location is and not disturbing the other guests. Right. Yeah, it was great. So then when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? So for me, one of the priorities was getting the food right. I think all of us have been to weddings where the food is lackluster, not something people remember. But if it's going to be a big day, I want everything to taste good. I want people to feel nourished and, you know, that they went to a party and the food didn't suck. So um, that was really important to me. I also wanted to provide it a fun, timeless, romantic ambiance. And so I tried to do that by having like lanterns as part of my decor. All of our wedding dresses were different colors. They were all jewel tones. So that was a romantic touch that was taken as a nod to my parents' wedding. They got married in 1982 and they all had different color dresses, but they were pastels. So I figured to update it for the 2020s and had everyone wear jewel tones. And then it was just fun. We didn't do speeches. We didn't do the things that we've seen in a lot of other weddings that I'm sure are meaningful and wonderful for those couples, but didn't feel right for us. So, yeah, it was just important for us to be able to provide the ambiance we wanted for our guests to be able to feed them well and to just make sure that everybody had a fun time. Oh, and, you know, I guess a bonus fourth thing is making sure that everybody was safe and healthy 
and thank God for Disney and their protocols, even though they changed all the time, because we did really feel like we were able to provide an environment where our guests could feel confident that they were being safe with each other. That's wonderful. And when you talk about making sure that the food is going to be good, what did you do to ensure that? I spent a lot of time on, not to go back to it, but reading your guide (laughs) to see all the different options that people had suggested. There are some great Facebook groups that I'm a member of. So it was nice to get feedback from other people who have either had weddings there or it's more easy for them to get to Disney and taste the food more frequently. So I relied on some of their suggestions. Being able to go at least for the cake tasting was great. So it was nice to know that at least the cake was going to be right. But it's hard to go wrong at Disney. (laughs) (laughs) So then what aspects were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? Yeah. um, I don't want to say that it was less important, but I didn't care as much about the like having a whole big lavish floral arrangement. I didn't need, you know, crystal everywhere and upgraded napkins and intricate floral designs. I just wanted to make it feel a little bit more like, the best term I can describe it as not trying to be culturally appropriative, but like a a hacienda wedding where they just have bright colors and there's lace everywhere and it's really beautiful. And the focus is more on fun and less being stuffy, I guess, is the word I want to use. I still spent some good money on the floral and decor, but it didn't feel like it was over the top. Got it. Okay. Another benefit was the transportation. I didn't have to spend a dime on transportation because Disney provides free shuttle buses for anybody who wasn't staying on the property. And I didn't have anything in any of the parks, so I didn't have to worry about shuttling them or, you know, buying them park tickets or anything like that. That's a really good point. Yeah, transportation is one of those expenses that's so unglamorous and it's such a drag to have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And it really was great that you were able to just avoid it altogether. Yeah, it worked out well. So out of all of this, what ended up being your favorite memory of your vow renewal day? My favorite memory was probably during the reception being able to stop at each of the tables. And it was nice that it was a smaller wedding because then I felt like I really did get to spend a couple minutes with each guest and thank them for coming and share some memories with them, take some photos with them. (laughs) We had the DJ teach us how to do the thriller dance because my wedding was the week before Halloween. So that was a special memory that I got to share with my bridesmaids and my one of my really good friends from growing up, we all learned how to do it. None of us did it well, but that was not the point. Yeah, just being able to spend the time with my loved ones at the reception was my favorite part. <laughs> That's wonderful. Now, did anything go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? So there were two things that were headaches for us. The first thing is working with Men's Warehouse to get the tuxes delivered because that didn't happen. Mm. So (laughs) we had gone to men's warehouse, gotten all the guys fitted for their suits and gotten Daniel fitted for his tux, confirmed with them that it was possible to have the tuxes sent to the winter garden men's warehouse. And we made sure that we did that. I found a form online. I filled it out. I emailed it as instructed. 
I got an email back saying, yes, we received this. Your suits will be ready for you for the wedding. So we believed them. And then we, so the wedding was on Saturday. We got to Disney on Wednesday. Wednesday, I just went to Bell Services and asked if they had them. They said, no, we don't have them yet. They usually come like the day before. So I'm like, okay. So I had thrown a fit at all the groomsmen, making sure that they knew that they needed to try everything on immediately when they arrived. If anything didn't fit, we needed time to make it better, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, Wednesday goes by, they don't have them. Thursday goes by, they don't have them. It's Friday night, and (laughs) they still don't exist at this resort. And we had our rehearsal. We had our rehearsal dinner. Um, It's like 9 o'clock at night. They're still not there. So the morning of the wedding... Daniel ended up having to call Men's Warehouse and um, explaining the situation. And the guy who answered the phone (laughs) said a bad word. And then Daniel said, okay, does that mean they're not there? Or does that mean you forgot to bring them? And he said, oh, no, we just forgot to bring them. They're here. They're sitting here. They're coded correctly in the system. Daniel says, okay, we'll be right there. So he and his groomsmen on the day of the wedding, had to go pick up the suits and they still wanted to charge us for them. And we said, we didn't say no. I mean, they had already collected the money, but we ended up getting like a $100 men's warehouse gift card. So that was frustrating. Hmm. (laughs) Thankfully, like everyone had stuff to wear, but there were things that weren't right. There were buttons that popped off. It was frustrating. The other frustrating thing was the communication at Coronado Springs. So we checked in on Wednesday and the room that they put us in was a room with two queen beds and Daniel had to call them and explain to them that we were there for our vow renewal and didn't really plan on sleeping separately. (laughs) You know, we understand it's, you know, you give us what's available, but like maybe think that part through. So we call, we get a new room, and the new room is beautiful. Everything was clean. Everything was centrally located. It was really great. Um, I had also booked a suite to get ready in because I wanted to be able to get ready with my bridesmaids and share those moments with them. And same thing, Friday night, the suite still has not been made available to me after check-in was supposed to have been available at 3. So I'm scrambling, trying to get my dress steamed by the lovely Catherine. I'm sure many of your brides have used her as a steamer. It was just a mess. I finally got in there at like nine o'clock at night and should have been in there six hours prior. So I could have set everything up and been ready for the next day. But instead I was scrambling and trying to get things ready for the wedding, which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it all worked out, but it would have been really nice to have been communicated with properly And then we also had our park shoot on Tuesday. So I had sent my husband's suit to be dry cleaned there. And they didn't have it back to us by Tuesday. We had to call three separate times. Nobody knew where it was. Then all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door and there it is. So there was just like a pretty strong lack of communication and effective problem solving there which I hope doesn't happen to anyone else, but it was frustrating for us. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Especially with all the stuff you have to do right before the wedding. Yeah, it was just a lot 
to have to worry about that we shouldn't have had to worry about. Right. So then was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be? I was concerned about the timeline and I was concerned because obviously I don't get married every day. Um, So I was a little nervous that maybe there was something I hadn't thought about, something I hadn't done, but really it all turned out fine. It was fine not having a day of coordinator, but I'm sure that having one would have been even better. There are moments that I wish I would have like thought about or done differently, but who cares? We're married. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So then is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Probably what I would have done is I would have scheduled my hair and makeup to happen a little bit earlier because towards the end we were scrambling to get done and there were some like moments that I wish Like I wanted my photographer to be able to take a picture of my dress in the window. Like that was one of my dream things and they did, but like it was facing the wrong way. And I wish I just would have been available to speak more with my photographer as we were getting ready for the ceremony. So I could be sure that all of the moments that I wanted them to capture would have been captured. They did a great job and everything they captured was excellent. It just, There were little things that, like, I knew that I didn't think to tell them. Oh, and also I probably would have told them that Major Domo was going to be a thing because they didn't know. And they thankfully were able to capture some great moments of it, but they were caught off guard. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, for something like that, that's a little unusual. It's great if your photographers know to expect it. Yeah, yeah. I probably just would have right made sure that the people who were helping me put together this production had a clearer picture of what was important to me and what was going on. Oh, but okay, so the photographers at the end of the night, they and I didn't realize this because I, you know, was being shuffled around doing a whole bunch of other stuff. Turns out they'd been taking little Polaroids throughout the day. And as they were leaving, they handed me the stack of like, six Polaroid pictures that they had captured throughout the day. And it was just such a sweet way to have an instant gratification. This is what today looked like. It made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) What a great idea. It was sweet. So do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? Yes, definitely buy your book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And join Facebook groups that you know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you don't have to figure it all out yourself. There are lots of other people who have been there or going through it with you. It was awesome because I ended up meeting two new friends from it. And it was nice because there was a girl who also ended up getting married at Grand Destino, uh, or no, she ended up having her reception at Toledo. And so it was just cool to see other people who are sharing the same experiences with you. Um, so I would say, don't be afraid to ask questions. Use the search functionality in those Facebook groups because you will find all your answers. And um, yeah, don't think that it's not possible because Disney does the impossible every day. (laughs) That's great advice. Well, Katie, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. This was really wonderful. I appreciate the opportunity. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. 
or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.